What's up, Internet? Welcome to the Pixel Play Podcast, your weekly podcast where we get together to discuss all the news, rumors, and discussions going on in the gaming world. I am one of your co-hosts, Kalen, a.k.a. Catastrophe, joined as always by my co-host, Adam, CS Radical. In this week's episode, there's not a lot to talk about. It's been a pretty quiet week in gaming, so we're going to be doing one of our Pressing Pause episodes. If this is your first time uh, listening to us or your first episode of Pressing Pause, Adam and I kind of just, you know, kick back, chill, chat about random stuff. Uh, No real structure this episode, so if that's not what you're looking for, we will see you guys next week. But, you know, these episodes are always fun, so we hope you stick around with us. If you like what you hear, you can always catch us wherever you get your podcast by searching for Pixel Play Podcast. Or if you want to see our lovely faces as we chat, you can look us up on YouTube, searching for Pixel Play Podcast. Pixel Play is all one word. If you want to be part of the show, you could always email us at our email, pixelplaypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can get a hold of us through our socials, either Instagram or Twitter, by searching for Pixel Play Cast. Uh, we also have a Discord going on. You're more than welcome to join us there. We chat with uh, fellow listeners and friends, uh, basically about anything and everything, and we'd love for you guys to join us. So, Adam, it's that kind of week. What's what new with you, my friend? There was news. That, I mean, I mean, there, there's like uh, PlayStation might have a big remake coming, and I'm like, okay, so rumors. Okay, what else you got? EA might be bringing back a series. So rumors. Okay, what else you got? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, there was that one I saw that like Nintendo's looking to invest like a billion dollars into their their first party stuff, which or like more Ubisoft lawsuit stuff. So it's like okay, so depressing business rumors. So yeah. don't care anymore. Don't care anymore. And okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a rough. There's not much to talk about. Like I like I said, I think the biggest thing would have been the Nintendo one, but like. Really, I mean, what's there to say about that? Like, if it feels like the kind of thing that, like, we need excess money to be able to play a bunch of games, so we could be like, "Hey, you guys should check this thing out." And we're all sitting here being like, oh, "You're playing Skyrim, I'm playing Final Fantasy Four, so like, are you? Yeah, yeah, no, and that's that's what I was just gonna say. Like, I we're both playing pretty old games right now. It's that kind of okay. You're know, playing like, a pretty old game. I'm playing like I. I was barely born when this game came out. <laughs> How's the speed running going? I finally did my first sub uh, one hour run in a race yeah? and I still got beat by 14 minutes. So I'm still not making progress. <laughs> Are you like climbing the ranks a little bit though? Or no, like a- I'm 0 and 4. But honestly, brutal. it's it's the th- in a weird way, I'm happy because it means yeah. I can now take it on the stream with me and be like, all right, guys, we staying unwinnable today. <laughs> <laughs> I get to make a joke out of it. It's fun that way. And again, like I'm so new to it because most of these guys have been running this thing for like six months, years. Because this this randomizer has been around, I want to say, for three, four years. So it's been a while. Yeah. People have had time to kind of figure shit out. Also, most of these guys are also Final Fantasy IV speedrunners, so they know all the tricks. They know all the shit that gets you past a bunch of battles. I'm just like level up much higher than enemy and just whack it with stick. That's usually See- my strategy. See, for me, like I like I look at the speedrunning guys. It's super cool what they do. Absolutely love it. I couldn't do it for my life. The no, I don't know. One, the idea of just playing one game over and over and just becoming super good at it is just not how I play video games. And it's uh, the same for me. It's but it's why the randomizer works is because it's yeah. never the same game. Yeah. Have Have you ever thought like, is this now like having this randomizer and like 
to the sense that it is kind of a roguelike. Are you now thinking that you're going to give something like Returnal a try? Oh, for sure. But I mean, yeah. I was already planning on that anyway. It's just a matter oh, yeah, of you're just it's, to it's that thirty dollar like price tag that I try for games that I'm not sure about. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm still Dude, waiting but, for like Death Stranding director's cut to go below that, so I can I can take a crack at that too. It's it's should, like that with a lot of games. Demo. If I'm not sure, it's got to be like at least half off, if not more. I'm still waiting for games like Divinity Original Sin two, uh, Disco Elysium. Like, there's a bunch of games like that where it's just a matter of. I mean, I could try it, but do I really want to spend the money and like risk not liking it within like a couple of hours and go great? Well, there's thirty bucks out the window. Yeah. If only there was a way that you could try the game before you buy it, right? I mean, Game Pass kind of solves most of those problems, so you know. I meant for PlayStation. Yeah, well, there's that. There's that too. Their 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 weak ass demo system. I mean, I mean, like I'm at the point, honestly. Like, side note, I considering what Black Friday might bring me, I might have an X- Xbox Series S by the time we get to the end of this year. You know, I'm so tempted. Like, I look at that too, and I'm just so so tempted. But like. Well, because I already it's have ultimate, a... I've already Game Pass for PC, but my PC can't run it perfectly, you yeah. know. But and I know S isn't that much stronger, but at least S will be a consistent frame rate usually. So That's generally speaking, I'll be able to get more of those games that I'm a little bit more quality picky on. Like I tried to play Yakuza Like a Dragon on my PC, and I fucking couldn't stand it because just it's not like a massive problem visually, but it's just enough that it bothers you if you if you're like me that has a little bit more of like a quality in terms yeah. of like visual like it's enough that makes you realize ah, i'm playing this on hardware not quite re- good enough for this yeah no i i totally with you like i i totally see the value of the xbox series s and i'm with you i'm so tempted to buy it but at the same time like it's hard because i've also got my playstation and you know i love my games on that i love playing on it it's like that's the case. i did this with the playstation 3 and xbox 360 and i'm like I'm going to buy both and the 360 didn't get used as much as the PS3. And so I'm just, I worry that that's the route I'm going to go down again is that, you know, it won't be used that much. Well, my hope is that if I was to get it, it would be okay. When PlayStation has something I have to play, go to that. Or if I got friends, that want to do something, go to that. If I'm bored and looking for something, I'll turn on the series S and see what's going on on game pass. And I'll take a run at that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, but of course now I have an addiction that is not going away anytime soon. So even my PS5 is not getting turned on unless I'm watching YouTube on it when I'm eating dinner. Like that's literally mm-hmm. what my PlayStation has become right now because that randomizer is so addicting. So it's literally, yeah. it's literally become my fire TV stick for a little while. <laughs> the most expensive fire TV stick ever. Um, yeah. So my question for that, that speed running is like, what do you think the end goal like what is the end game for you are you just playing till you get burnt out or do you have like a goal in mind of like yeah i hit it and i'm done i mean for example there was a tournament that they just finished up it was called highway to the zima zone it was their fourth edition of it if i could make one of those i'd be i'd say okay i've i'm as good as i can get because that's six the best of 64 people so mm. you know and there i don't know how many people try to get in but i mean like the community that i usually run in they I'd I'd say you could you could make a case of like there's a few hundred in the community generally speaking, but then like who's being active at the same time? Like I'll run mm-hmm. community races because they'll keep up with stuff like that, and most of the time I'm in like the bottom five to ten people that that participate. I've mm-hmm. actually made a running joke. I'm zero four in in the ladder races, which are the actual ranked matches, and then in the community races I participated in, I've been last place both of them. 
but yeah. it's not necessarily because I'm bad so much as most people in the community that are new are very scared to be a part of those because they don't want to be like that last place. Mm-hmm. There is a league that's about to start Thursday, which is called the Pink Puff League, which is in reference to this really obscure enemy within the game that's really rare and hard to find. Of and course, they use the that puffs. as like their um their like name for rookies. Mm-hmm. And there is a bunch of people signed up for it, and it's also including like veterans because they're gonna help out too. But like mm-hmm. it's anybody who's been who's new to the community in like the last six months. So it's a lot of people still, and that's when you see a lot more participation because they feel like it's more people their level. Yeah. I went, it's, 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 I don't okay. care if I lose all these matches. It means nothing to me. I could go mm-hmm. 0-20 in my first 20 and not care because I'm doing this just as just like a fun little aside. So like, to me, there's not really a goal per se so much as it's like, hey, I just, you know, I would like to at least, if I ever decide to leave, at least I could feel like, okay, I did, pr- I did actually got some pretty decent skill for it and I could come back to it and not like completely lose it. Yeah. Um... It's like, for exa- it's like, for example, like I'm good enough at guitar now that I can walk away from it for six months, pull it back up. And I'm mostly good. Like I can, it'll take a second to get the chops back, but I can mm-hmm. play a decent like song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know what you mean. Now, my question is like, why? And I've never really asked this and coming from someone who hasn't played Final Fantasy. Why is it Final Fantasy four? That is the randomizer or do they do this for every final fantasy game? well i know most of them have their own sets it's just ironically enough like the speedrunning community got me curious about that specific one because mm. i don't remember which one it was but one of the games done quick uh charity events that they did they had one of those uh mm. they had that specific randomizer on for a race and it was four of them one of them was a guy i'd already seen do a full speed run of the, just the basic final fantasy 4 game like the original no random Ever just run through it perfectly. And I saw that and I went, oh, that's really interesting. I've never seen this before. And I thought it was really cool. And this was a couple of years ago. Never really thought anything of it. And then recently, you know, I, I go back and I, some of the GDQ events I would keep watching over and over again because it's cool to see some of your favorite stuff get rerun and seeing how fast they get done. And for whatever reason, this specific one led me into seeing, I wonder if there's anything more on this. And that's when I found the tournament that they just finished up. And in watching those and listening to like all the different community members, cause they'd have people rotate on the announcing jobs. It's not like, you know, when you watch say League of legends, there's like specific casters that usually do it. It's mm-hmm. every member of the community. Like I could, even if I really wanted to sign up to commentate tomorrow, if I wanted to, cool. I don't, I don't, I'm not ready to yet because I, I need to know a little bit more, but if I wanted to, I could. Mm -hmm. and it got me interested and i was like you know what screw it i've been looking i've been watching like these races for a while now why don't i just take a crack at it and i did one one on my own time it was really fun like that was the one i did for us on the channel even though it took me almost five hours but i'm like man this is kind of cool so i went into the community and they're so fucking nice i have to watch my language in there so i'm swearing freely here but i have to watch my language in there but they're so cool do you, you want know, to give him a shout out on the you want to give him a shout out? Well, I mean, you, you can just go to ff4fe.com, which is the the site for the randomizer, the links to their Discord in there. But mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're a fantastic community. Like the amount of people that have either rated my streams that I've done for them or I have talked to, they've given me tips. That literally one of the best players in the community was my first match, and he's been talking to me on and off here and there. So like it, it's the kind of stuff that, you know, it's what a true gaming community is, not when you talk about, you know, your average like Fortnite or Call of Duty one where it's mostly just people, you know, yelling at each other where it, it feels like 
people actually kind of feel bad when they beat you. Like that's the kind of community I'm in right now. They they kind of like, oh man, I feel I feel kind of bad that I smoked you that hard. <laughs> yeah, like that's okay. I suck. It's like it's like <laughs> fine. I'm I'm shit at this game. Who cares? <laughs> I'd be surprised if I did if I did do better. I mean, no, so far, like I've had my first race was 25 minute loss, but then I've had one that's only two minutes. So like I I'm it depends on the opponent and it depends. It's all luck too. Sure, you can take a good route early that gets you in a good spot for it, but still, you're going to have to, at some point, make a guess that might not land. So yeah. if I'm lucky and take this specific location over these two, and that guy picks that one, and it chases him to another spot that goes nowhere, I can suddenly have a 10-minute advantage without him knowing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there was one race, and that was the one that I lost by two minutes, where we actually literally went to the final boss at the exact same time, but my inexperience with how to handle that boss is what lost it for me. I mm. could have won because I was actually like, I think like two seconds ahead going in, but because I'm not th- as experienced, I don't know every strategy on how to beat that boss effectively. Yeah. But it's stuff like that, that like, even in my inexperience, even just a lucky break can actually change a lot. Cool. Yeah, I know. I know you're really into that game and, and been playing way a too lot, much. So. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't worry i'm i'm in the same boat now i'm starting to go down a rabbit hole as well uh i don't know if you remember me talking but last week uh or a couple weeks ago i'd finished playing death loop and we talked about that and i love that game and i was in that you know, do you ever get that moment when you finish an awesome game and you're just like nothing else speaks to you that was literally trails of cold steel three and four we're like mm. fr- especially three because three's ending is so heavy yeah that, like i stopped and went I don't know, like, I literally spent most of the day doing nothing because I was actually that, like, emotionally detached from everything. I imagine that's what a lot of people, like, because it was such a popular game and and did a lot for people, Last of Us Part Two, where, like, it really did shell a lot of people to the point that, like, they probably just spent the rest of their day just kind of just chilling and not really doing anything because sometimes games are that emotionally challenging that they they can take the weight out of you. Yeah. Yeah, no. So Deathloop was it's not a case of that in terms of like, oh, man, like what what uh, a challenging emotional experience. It was just like I got so engrossed in that game. And, you know, when, when you finish a game that you're so engrossed and you're just afterwards, like nothing else is pulling me in because it's not what I've been. So you were you were in, in the case of like, it's not that I don't want to do anything. It's just I can't think of it because nothing seems like it could be as good. Exactly. Or just like I'm, I was so deep into the Deathloop game and universe and my mind was there that anything else was just like oh i don't want to get into it uh so like i mean i tried playing kingdoms of amalur i tried playing Greedfall, like a bunch of old playstation plus games uh and then i tripped and i fell into skyrim and now i'm just plummeting down that dark abyss of a game so so yeah. you so uh, you fell into the meme a hundred percent yeah so i never played skyrim uh, I, I played it once, I think, for like 20 minutes. I didn't even get past the tutorial. And I was just like, nah, this isn't for me. Like the the game's great so far and it's definitely got its hooks in me now. But that game is like it. Even at the time, I feel like it wasn't. It, it had its pitfalls. Like for me, I felt getting into like the sword and shield, like the sword combat. It's very like floaty and kind of uh, a little bit. Uh, but I'm getting past that. And yeah, so I'm playing Skyrim now. I'm playing it on the PS5 with the uh, Definitive Edition. I'm not going to play it on PC uh, just because I like having my big screen TV and I don't want to hook up a whole laptop to it. So uh, yeah, I'm loving it right now. It, it's great. And 
I don't know. Still trying to figure it out. I am like very early into the game, but so far so good. I actually um, genuinely wonder if I went back and played it now, if I'd even enjoy it at all. Cause I feel like I liked Morrowind a bit. I never really mm-hmm. got into Oblivion and Skyrim. Just, I actually finished Skyrim. It's the only one of the Elder Scrolls series I ever finished. Mm-hmm. The problem with Skyrim now is it seems like it would be a similar situation to what Assassin's Creed Valhalla would be for me. It's that there's so much that I just kind of say, I don't, I can't, I don't have the time to put to it anymore. Yeah. I, I think a-, a big part of what made Skyrim so big for me is because this was like, I, I would assume this was college era for me based on when it mm-hmm. came out. So it was right around the time where yeah. I had a lot more free time than I, than I needed. And also those games were everything to me because I didn't have a lot of spending money to begin with. So I would take anything that I knew I could sink a hundred hours into, whether it was good or not. I just wanted something I could sink time into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of my concern with this as well. Like I I'm kind of in a, in a spot where, I mean, I feel like getting into the holidays, like I don't want to go buy a bunch of games. Cause I, I know family and friends are going to be like, what do you want for Christmas? And if I go out and buy the games myself, then it kind of like I'm I'm hard to buy for, I think. And so like, I don't want to kind of do that. So I'm looking for something that will carry me through to the holidays and stuff. And so I figured, you know, Skyrim will do that for a little while. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's a hell of a game. I'm really liking it. It's got like an awesome soundtrack. And it's funny enough, I'm getting, you know, my wife into it right now. She's uh, she's upstairs trying it because I'm trying to get her like she's once in a while plays video games and uh i think this might be one that speaks to her just because you know we're both big hey guys. And dragons fans so gonna try and see if that sinks its teeth into her as well i apologize for a moment for uh for a tiny sound break because apparently at some point youtube decided to need to turn a mute off on or month thing so uh you can enjoy the gameplay now of Skyrim, but uh, somebody decided to yell into the screen because uh, YouTube was like, hey, we know you really like that mute button on this particular browser. We're going to turn that off momentarily. So like, our, so it was just like a literally, you, you know sort. how every YouTube video starts like, yeah. hey, guy, like it's we, we literally have a hey, guys in, in the podcast now. So, uh, hey, guys, th- th- thanks, random, random YouTuber. Making a guest appearance on on the podcast for the first time. Look, pressing pause episodes. There's not a lot of news, so we we have a chance to let some special guests in the room. You know, whether we intend to or not. Exactly. So yeah, no. So I, I I'm curious to see how it goes to tonight after the podcast to see whether it appeals to her or not. But um, yeah, no, she's she's into gaming. What about you? What about your girlfriend? She is she into gaming at all or no? she'll still play like old games because you know that's what she grew up with she's never really been much of a gamer outside of like i guess like n64 era she never really never really caught on to her afterwards like she still loves like old games but like she Mm -hmm. never she never really a had the money to really go in out there and just start buying ps4 ps3s left and right Mm -hmm. and then at the same time too like she's a very outgoing person so she's not always inside a lot to be able to do that kind of stuff so she's one of those kinds of people yeah you know, I, nice. I sit here all cooped up at home being like, this is the best. <laughs> I got I to gotta beat the speed run under one hour. And she's like, it's a beautiful sunny day. It's like, no. Yeah, she wants to do things like go for walks and things. I don't even I don't even know why we're together. <laughs> Outside's overrated. No, um, I mean, but I guess that- gen- generally like she'll play like most old school stuff. I've tried to get her into um into JRPGs because I figure it's an easy way to break her in without having to be like, you know, because she, she at one point like an infamous story with her is she tried to play portal with a friend and her friend snapped at her because she's that bad because you mm-hmm. know she hasn't played with a controller in 15 years 
And Portal is kind of a precise game. It's not really the best game for somebody who hasn't played games yeah. in a while. So I figure, okay, think, if I can you get think, you used to controls, like the left stick for move and right stick for camera, and then all you got to do is worry about button inputs for fight item and magic, I feel like that's a good start. I disagree with you on that one. Like, I see your logic, but like, those are some pretty heavy and like, unless you start in the very, they're also pretty convoluted. Like, I don't necessarily agree that a JRPG it's not the worst place to start, but it's definitely like it's not the route I would go. Well, I mean, the, the biggest logic to me on that was, OK, it's going to be very easy at the beginning, get you all warmed up. And by then you got the story. And if she really needs help figuring out certain like more complicated stuff, mm-hmm. I'm here. So, yeah. But I mean, otherwise, like it, it's hard to say, because I mean, sure, there are a lot of like. I've considered things like It Takes Two and um, A Way Out because they're mm-hmm. they're games that apparently are are decent for like you know couples to play together. Mm-hmm. But like the problem with I I could never throw her with say like any sort of you know action adventure game. Like I couldn't give her Uncharted. It would be a nightmare. Like she's the kind of person that plays Donkey Kong Country and gets very panicky after like a couple enemies start running at her. So. Mm. So I fi- I figure with the le- the least amount of stress is it's a JRPG because the combat is at your own pace. You can just not do anything and you it's cuz I use Final Fantasy 10 because 10 is still the turn-based. It's not active time battle. It's just the turns are already set. So you can literally put the controller down and walk away until you're mm-hmm. ready to come back. So I figure that game was the best option cuz there's no stress in terms of you got to do something now or else you're going to get hit. It's just all right. Figure out what you want to do. If you need a hand, I can tell you what you need to do. Yeah. See, for me, like, like my wife's always been into games, like since I met her, but like not hardcore in the sense, like she doesn't play like you or I do where it's, you know, a regular thing like her. She will get into a game and she will play it pretty extensively for a small period of time, beat it and then move on and like not play games for months, if not years. And like the games that I like, the games that I feel like kind of brought her back into gaming, like because she had gone through a stint before I met her where she didn't play like she was playing stuff like Little Big Planet, um, where it's, you know, a lot of co- online co-op games or co-op games that we could play together. Very easy, approachable. Um, and the Little Big Planet worked really well because it had that two and a half D sort of experience where there was a little bit of learning the depth of field and stuff. But it's also pretty linear in that you either go left or right. Um, and, and the fact that you're working together. The uh, the other game that we play a lot of together is Overcooked. And if you're looking for a couple's game to play, that one is 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 a hit or a miss. So like it was a miss. I tried. I yelled at her. Yeah, that's what happened with me, too. I, I turn into a true Gordon Ramsay when we're playing. Um, and I think what are you grabbing that carrot for? It's fucking oh, wrong. What are you doing over there? Yeah, no, that's exactly what it's like with uh, with us when we're playing. Like I'd go full Gordon Ramsay and like there's been times where we were playing and then like we put the controllers down and we're like, we, we don't talk for an hour. And then we have like, we're sorry. Like her and I will just have moments where like, I apologize for what I said while playing overcooked, but I still stand by it. <laughs> and so, yeah, like it's one of those, we've had to put it down at times. Cause it's just like, uh, okay, this is getting too heated, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I think that's a good little entryway to get into the games, uh, with people. Um, the other one that we played that went really well, uh 
she really dug splinter cell conviction um because there's like the a co-op one where you and a, a partner can like sort of play together and i feel like those are kind of the ways that if you're going to ease someone into it like it's good to do it together because one they're spending time with you which assumingly they'd like to do uh and then two it's you're there to kind of help out but you're not like taking the game away from them to do it so for me that's like that's what worked out pretty well and she loved it and then now she's she's played uncharted she's played what the hell else does she play yeah it's been mostly uncharted but she's played them all loved them um but yeah it's uh like i said she gets into one game and she'll play it extensively and then quit now I'm, skyrim is gonna be her first sort of like open world rpg so we'll see how that goes but i'll keep you guys posted on the progress there but yeah that's kind of my experience in terms of getting my wife into gaming well it's a challenge right because it, it really depends like i think you probably have a better shot than i do just because it seems like your girlfriend's like more like like go like at least like She's open to it, yeah. Yeah, and, and also the idea of, like, I think she's probably more used to more modern stuff, whereas, like, legitimately, my girlfriend did not play, like, mm. I think her last console was a GameCube. So, mm. like, she has not been heavy. And, like, she's had a D, like, I should say, like, home console. She's had, like, a DS. Mm. But, like, the, 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 the last game that I remember her playing, like, a bunch of was Zelda Link Between Worlds. Okay. And like, even then it took her a long time. She needed help to finish certain parts. So it's like, I'm worried because most of the stuff that I have are going to be way too challenging to start with. And I, and it's, it's hard finding that, um, that line where you want to introduce without overwhelming. And I feel like the bar that I have is not very high in terms of entry. Mm -hmm. So there's only so much that I can try to throw out right away. So my logic was, okay, JRPGs like it was either Final Fantasy X or Dragon Quest um, eleven, and my thought was, okay, well, it's either a classic game that I know everything of, or eleven, which is designed to be as bare bones old school as possible. Mm-hmm. So there, there's not nothing too crazy about it, and I just went with ten because I figured, okay, it's going to be slightly more complicated. But I also know that game like the back of my hand, and I'm there like the fucking master treating the pa- or uh, training the Padawan, you know. <laughs> as long as you don't go full Anakin. Well, well, I mean she's tiny, but she's not a child, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, like, do you think what like think talking about this and like our experiences? Like, do you think do you think it's gonna come a time where like video games are just ubiquitous, like mu- movies where everyone kind of likes movies, like? There's no one that you watch who's like, oh, I don't, I don't watch movies. Like, do you think games that are going to get to that point of ubiquity where everyone plays them? You could make a case that that's already the case, but the problem is, is there's a large portion of the gaming community that looks at mobile games as not being part of the medium, right? Mm-hmm. So technically, we're already there, but mm-hmm. you know, we're probably thinking more in the terms of like PlayStation gaming or I'm going to I'm going to say yeah, console console sort of. Um, console pc sort of thing yes like not i don't think that this specific medium can ever attain that because it's not a 15 dollar entry level yeah because you can just go to a theater for less than 20 bucks if you want to get into any of these mediums like Mm -hmm. the cheapest console you're looking at is like what a switch right now if you're talking with the current generation sure you could go buy 
you could go buy a PS4 or an Xbox One for somewhat cheaper now, but if you're trying to keep up and play all the new stuff, you're you're looking at at four or five hundred dollars of investment alone to start. And that's not even counting a decent TV. So like it's not as simple as like being into movies or music. I think this medium is gonna eventually get to a point where it gets as far as it possibly can mm-hmm. in terms of growing into everybody's houses. But it's always gonna come down to the fact that like it's just not as accessible without it being, you know, relative, like, unless we find a way that, you know, you can just stream it. Like if like, we've been talking a while on and off about like when game pass is supposed to have a TV stick, like that might be the last real shot at it. And until something like that comes, it's really not there. Like right as it stands right now, it's never going to get as ubiquitous as you, as you we're talking about it's impossible because not nearly enough people are going to be willing to spend minimum $300 just to get in. Yeah. I think there's also a barrier to entry that we haven't spoken about yet. And that is just the, I mean, we take it for granted, but that idea, like you talked about with your girlfriend of, you know, the two analog sticks kind of movement kind of tracking, like that's something that we take for granted is just second nature. But for a lot of people, it is, it's a learned skill. And so it comes across second nature to us, but I think there's a lot of people who, you know, it doesn't come naturally. And that's a huge barrier to entry in that there's a pre, there's an understanding that when you come into playing video games for the most part, and this isn't like a gatekeeping thing. Like there are certain games that kind of buck this trend, but the general idea is that you have some preconceived notions about, you know, games and their, how they play and stuff and, you know, things that are taken for granted. And I mean, you know, people laugh about tutorials where it's like, look press the right stick to move up but there are some people that this might be their first time playing a game and they have to figure that out and i think that sort of barrier to entry in terms of just that preconceived knowledge and skill might be something that kind of keeps other others from maybe diving into the like it's one of those things that they have to spend time learning in order to be able to enjoy it similarly like when you're learning guitar like you know it's hard for you to start learning all the fingering and the plucking and you got to take the time to build those skills and those calluses once you do, you can certainly play and you can, there's the sky's the limit in terms of what you do, but there is that slight barrier to entry that you have to be willing to put in the time and the effort to, to clear. Well, we've seen at the very least with the, with the Wii that there is a point where you can find a way that most people can at least grab it temporarily. Mm -hmm. And I think as the conversation that we had a couple episodes ago, about say where VR can go in the future, there are certainly a future point where games might not have controllers anymore. And it Mm -hmm. might just be sensory input and you can allow a much more accessible game because anybody can fake shoot a basketball. Anybody can fake hold a gun and fire. It's a lot different, though, when you're holding a controller and flicking two sticks, having hands on controllers and then being able to in your thumb navigating buttons and D-pad like there is Mm -hmm. certainly a difference there. So, yeah, I to answer the question in the long run, like I think at some point we could get pretty close, but mm-hmm. I don't know, especially not now, but I don't know if in the next generation or two, it's still really going to be much more than what it already is. It's going to be a very specific part of the customer base is going to go there. It's going to keep growing as more and more people are growing up with them. That's why we're yeah. seeing more gamers never before. Cause eventually you're going to push out the old, the old guard that just 
quite honestly can't type on a keyboard very quickly that just can't get it, understand the concept of a control. Although I will say it's very interesting seeing people struggle with two analog sticks and yet I watch them, you know, drive forklifts and things like that and thinking, you know, you have a hand on, on this thing and you're driving with this. You can do two things, two different <laughs> things at the same time. But for some reason, there's that motor capacity doesn't work the same way. So, but in the future, like, with things like virtual reality and, and augmented reality and potentially, you know, more, um, I, I don't know what, the, I guess accessible controllers, like what Xbox does when it comes to people that are disabled, there is a lot that we can do going forward that can really open it up. Mm-hmm. It's just the two questions are one, how long is that going to take? And two, will people even still care at that point? Cause that's the thing you can yeah. make gaming completely free of controllers. That still doesn't mean that everybody's going to go in. So you got to find ways to get people in the door outside of it. And the games are usually the big part of that. If you can have like anybody, if like straight up, let's be completely honest, every like, and I'm just using them as an example. It's not to single anybody out. Every redneck in America, if they could have a VR driving thing, they would love to, if there was a NASCAR game available for them, they mm-hmm. would fucking take that and run but it's expensive as hell and the controllers that they, that that would be used would just be quite a lot of an investment and in some cases complicated. Mm-hmm. And if you do, if you can't fork out the money for a full on racing wheel with VR, you know, you're looking at a controller and just the motor capacity doesn't work. Like I'm sure, you yeah. know, you know, some that 65 year old grandpa that's been watching NASCAR for 50 years, isn't going to play, is going to pick up that controller and be like, I don't get it. Yeah. So th- there yeah. is definitely room, but you know, we're, we're a not there yet. And B it's still even unsure if that would actually change everything. Yeah. I know what you mean. So, I mean, what, what else can we go on? Like, so here, see, actually, you know what, here's an interesting question that I've seen pass around a bunch of times. Yeah. What do you do when you come across a moment as an older gamer where, I mean, gaming just feels dead to you at some points. And that's happened to me. Yeah. So, like, personally, what do you what do you deal with it? And how do you think the situation comes? I don't think this is an older gamer problem. I think this is just something everybody goes through. Um, And I think it's normal. And I don't think it's unique to gaming. Like, I feel like with this hobby, it's one that people spend a lot of time and sink a lot of time into. Like, to be honest, I'm usually playing, you know, not necessarily a lot of hours but i'm usually playing a little bit each day and it's just i think it's a natural thing of burnout for me that those moments like i've never had a moment where i've i mean clearly i'm making a gaming podcast so i haven't said i'm done with gaming but you get those spouts where you're just like i don't feel like playing and i don't think this is something that you need to force like if you're not feeling like playing just there's nothing wrong with taking a break and going and doing some other hobbies or or something and this is not something you have to do daily and so in those moments that's when i just lean into some of my other hobbies that i do whether that's you know doing sports or if it's drawing or reading like if you're not feeling like it there's nothing that's saying that you have to play video games and nothing forcing you if nothing speaks to you at that time just take a break and it'll something will eventually catch your eye and catch your interest and bring you back into it what about you well because like I, I i've had a couple of friends that have said it in in like the last few months and i've kind of spent a lot of time thinking about it i was originally going to do a video on it and maybe i maybe i will for this channel or maybe Mm -hmm. on my own channel someday if i really can pull it all together but like there are a couple of things that i can probably say without a without a shadow of a doubt is a big is a big factor because i have never heard the phrase i think i'm just tired of gaming guys more than i've ever heard it in the last like 
three or five years. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't hear this growing up as a kid, didn't hear this in high school, didn't hear it in college. I've really just heard, like, I'm in my 30s, I'm 33, going to be a 34 next year. I think I just really started hearing it now in, in my 30s. And I honestly can come up with a couple of ways as to why, and most of them have nothing to do with gaming itself. Most of them have nothing to do with the consoles, the games themselves, mm-hmm. the um, like the mechanics, the storytelling, the music. Like all, it's all better than it's ever been. And in fact, we have more options than we've ever had before. The problem mm-hmm. is, is quite frankly, it's it's twofold. It's life is is worse than it's ever been to people because all these events that we've seen, like COVID, all the political strife that we've seen the last five, like especially five years, and then on top of that, the industry. Like, you think about the amount of scandals that we've seen in the last, like, 12 months alone. Even on our show, the amount of stuff that we've mm-hmm. either talked about or just refrained from talking about, there's a lot of stuff. And then you take into consideration that, and social media is a big part of it, the amount of things that we know that developers and publishers do to A, fuck us, and mm-hmm. B, fuck their own employees, kind of makes us a little bit down on a lot of the things, too. How many people didn't give a crap about what eSports was putting out 10 years ago, even though it was mostly copy and paste all those years. But now, because we know of all the things EA has done, all the studios that it has shut down in its wake, all the bullshit microtransaction things they've done, and all the other, all the other, like either scandals or just downright, just just like abusive behavior to their customer base they've had, that it's suddenly a different feeling than it was, say, 10 years ago. I think a yeah. big part of like, you know, and and for example, like I don't really play much for, that comes out of Ubisoft anymore, EA, Activision, Blizzard, like a lot of these companies now. And a lot of it has nothing to do with the fact that just they haven't made a lot of decent games because that could be part of the reason. But it's mostly just because I'm sick and tired of the crap that I've heard out of them. OK, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I think I, I think there are more reasons within gaming and playing and stuff of itself i don't disagree with you i think gaming is better than you know it's doing really well like graphically and everything it's it's really I, good. I think you can make a case that there are gaming related reasons but i think we also kind of forget the outside stuff that's kind of probably seeping into that's making us a little bit underwhelmed by stuff oh for sure now that social media exists and now that we have all these streams and all these youtube trailers and all these reviews all over the place all of a sudden now we think that either everything is amazing or everything's bad there's no middle ground yeah. So it's really easy to feel like when we're currently in the everything isn't hype train that everything feels like it's it's the worst than it's ever been or it's the most boring it's ever been when in actuality it's better than it's ever been but we can't see it because we're too busy looking at the few things that are kind of forcing us to make think otherwise. Yeah, I, I think going to your arguments of one that, you know, the world just sucks. I feel like that would be a, a mark for, you know, people wanting to have some escapism and, and want and that, like that would lead people into video games. Well, the problem but, is, is though, is that we seem to have like this and this is a shot of journalists and I'm willing to take this shot of journalists. Jur- like we need to stop pro- like projecting our real world issues into games. We really mm-hmm. need to stop doing that. Like you can do it on, on your personal time, but I don't need to see a thousand articles talking about how, this game reminds me of what's going on currently with like this political movement. Just, I'm not even going to name any, but like we're trying, like you said it yourself, we use the games a lot of the times as escapism. And the fact that so many people now will just immediately turn this into, well, look, it was popular back in the day, but everything was turned into a Gamergate story for like three years in a row. Everything Mm -hmm. had to relay back to it because it was the clickbait title. 
Mm-hmm. And I think because of the way that a lot of journalism kind of changed into, because I mean, I remember growing up looking at like Nintendo Power and PlayStation yeah, magazines. Yeah, pretty much just advertisements. Now, granted, it was it was literally just trying to get you to buy the games of their company. Mm-hmm. But back then, like you could even go to an IGN or a GameSpot, and it wasn't as politically heavy as it is now. Mm-hmm. Like so many stories now tie into stuff. So much as like it used to. It it didn't just used to be is the game good or not, but it didn't used to be like this game is also reminding me of this current event that's going on right now. To which I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I didn't play this game to think about that. I played this game to temporarily forget about it. It's not to say that we don't want to know about it. It's to say that like, hey, can I at least for these three hours that I play this game, like not have to think about all the crazy shit that we're that could be like putting us into war any minute. I mean, that could be like an idea, though, of the medium kind of becoming more of an art form and like that whole art imitates life True. kind of thing. I'm not saying I just necessarily agree with it, but like that, like we're moving beyond just the princesses in the castle and go save her. Um, but I think that's why for the same reasons that I think a lot of people are burned out of certain movies or certain TV mm-hmm. shows is because of that's of the same reasons. So it may also just be a large part that like video gaming is is quite frankly becoming just like every other form of entertainment. Because mm-hmm. like right now, like. This is a way a bit of an aside, but how many people right now are really down on hockey just because of what's going on with the Chicago Blackhawks organization? Like, there's a lot of people that are really tired of stuff because of that scandal. There's some people mm-hmm. right now that are really tired of football because of all the, you know, the stuff going on with Aaron Rodgers. Like, I'm using sports right now because it's it's my yeah, other, it's like, going thing. all over my head. Don't worry. But like, there there's all these sports stories right now that are making people pretty upset, and some people are kind of just down on watching it altogether. Same goes yeah. for like how many people right now are kind of weird about like even partaking in movies after what happened on the uh, the set of Rust with uh, Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. So like there's all these things that happen in real life that get relayed into the same medium. And it kind of makes us put a bit of a downer on things like there are so many like movies and TV shows that people just kind of distance away from because of either you know like like if somebody somebody who's a big creator of the series like did something really heinous like criminal or or um, said something really, really bad, and people just kind of, like, it It kind of ruins their enjoyment of it. I think gaming is just turning into the exact same medium as the rest of them now. So maybe maybe that, like, complaint that we used to have on we wanted to be treated like an art form is kind of biting us in the ass a little bit because now it's having the same things that we see that happen in film, TV, sports, music, all that. Well, I think I think one of the things that's causing the burnout too, though, is that by having these bigger games that are taking up more like they have a bigger budget bigger time like there's less risk there's less you know innovation going on in gaming as well so like the games are getting very similar like i tried playing um like ubisoft's immortal phoenix rising and i'm like all right i'll give this a shot and it just felt so much like assassin's creed it felt so much like you know all their other games it's becoming very copy and paste repetitiveness that like i've seen this already and it's not really doing it for me yeah it's kind of like similar to like what you said last week about marvel where it's exactly it's the same stuff it's the same stuff and it's just like i'm i'm okay now i'm full and i think that we're just we have for lack of a better way of putting it like we have fewer studios doing big things differently right like if you think back to you know the game cube ps2 xbox like we had some pretty interesting games but i think it's also like we had some interesting games and they were all trying to do something somewhat differently uh and then it all started becoming very similar now i think the other thing too that's coming up is that we as adults have more disposable income 
and so we have the time that we can like buy every game that we want and we become more discerning in what we do and what we spend our money and time on whereas when we were kids we had a few games to play and lots of time so like our threshold for what we would accept and play was pretty low because we had the time that it didn't really matter but now with our gaming time being so limited it's like i'm picky about what i what i use it on and i'm not going to settle for some you know half-assed experience or something like that well yeah and, that, and that's a big thing of why like pre-orders are always going down by the year but like mm-hmm. most of the time you figure that when they're staying up it's because it's probably younger a younger audience that's not i guess you could say jaded at this point mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's a good way of putting it like it is i think we are as we get older just becoming a little bit more jaded you know it's like it's it's like the guy who's you know been what who's been a chicago cubs fan up until like recently when they finally won a world series yeah who is sitting there be like 75 being like i'm ever gonna see him win i made peace with it yeah and then you have like the 25 year old kid who's sitting there being like it's bullshit like they're yeah. actually well think about it. the yankees for example well, like their last championship was 2009 which seems yeah. like not even remotely that far away mm-hmm. and like there, you know, there are like Yankee fans that are like just turning 18 now being like, it's bullshit. I don't remember any championship. I was like eight when it happened. Yep. I've never seen yep. it. Like I saw, I saw highlights I of say. the Joe Carter home run and, mm-hmm. but I was like four. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I don't quite remember it. That's what made the Raptors championships was a big deal. Although to be yep. granted, there's a friend of mine who's a big Raptors fan. Who's already complaining about, you know, them not making the playoffs for a year being like, dude, we just won. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won since 1967, and I honestly, as a Leafs fan, if they won the championship this year, they could go 0 and 82 the next season, and I wouldn't care because I finally got one. I can go away for a while, and I'm good. Make like not gonna go down the sports road because I really can't talk much about this, but can you imagine what the ticket prices are gonna become for the Leafs if they actually win a Stanley Cup? You know how you know how we make the joke that you you would need to take an arm and a leg to get into there. That probably would be the price for that. Yeah, yeah. Just literal body parts. Yeah the 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 little the literal price to go win the Stanley Cup champion Leafs. Or or if I can make a really a much more grim joke, uh, you'll just have to give us your house because that's about the same price now. Yep. Yeah, sounds about right. Speaking of price, I I was thinking about something over the weekend, and then like we talked about this a little bit earlier. So segueing back talking about returnal and you got you were waiting for that game to come down to the third dollar price tag do you find it weird yet that like none of the major playstation titles have had like the ps5 titles have had a significant price drop no like, think about it like miles morales came out a year ago death or um demon souls came out a year ago like they like they haven't dropped in price do you think like i'm wondering do you think that we're in a situation where we're going to start seeing PlayStation go the Nintendo route in terms of these are our pinnacle, you know, gold standard games, and we're going to keep the price high. Or do you think this is just a symptom of there just not being enough PlayStation fives? And so they don't need to lower the price. That's a good question. I'm not sure yet. Um, I think because it's only been a year, it's hard to tell, but I mean, like you can make the case with obviously like a miles Morales that, you know, it's it's probably not the case yet. I think because my logic, honestly, is that because they haven't sold as many consoles as they wanted to, even though they've had record sales than they've ever had. But that's every company now. We have record sales. Uh, we need to fire people. Whereas mm-hmm. on Xbox is, oh, we went up by 31%. That's not good enough. We set a target for 57 or whatever the, the number was. So, like, 
I don't think they're doing it because they don't want to lower prices. I think they're just doing it internally because their thought process is, hey, once we really get the console sales going, that's going to be like $80 sales we're going to make left and right. Whether that's true or not, I don't think they care about. I think it's their logic being like, look, you're eventually going to have to buy it. You can't stay away from us forever. I imagine like in say another year or so, once we start seeing a much more vibrant market, assuming it does get back to that, that normalcy, that it probably would happen sooner than later. I think I wouldn't be surprised if like say a Demon Souls remake would be under half off at some point in the next two years. It just might take longer now just because they can use the excuse of well shortages and stuff. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm just I'm looking at the situ. I'm looking at it, um, and, and like I'm just looking here on price chart and looking, for example, at brand new uh, Killzone Shadowfall, which was I'd say probably one of the bigger um, releases of the PS4 when that came. And so in November of 2013, when that console came out, new was listed at, according to price charting at about 45, 48 or so. And then within a year, uh, November 13th, price had gone down to about 25. So like there was a tw- like almost a 50% drop. And the fact that we're not seeing that now, like I wonder if PlayStation is now looking at their games and saying like, hey, this is what makes us special. This is like, I would say like their games are some of like the industry's leading games. Like, is there really an incentive for them to drop the price? I'm trying to I was trying to do this quicker. I'm trying to do a little bit of research to see what I can find on um most of the exclusives that have come out so far. So I'm slowly working my way in. So I'll give you what I got so far. No, no, you keep doing it. I can chat for a bit. No, no, it's fine. Um, Like what I've gotten so far, Demon Souls obviously is the one that was first. Uh, It -hmm. did not drop price until June this year. It's been out since November. Every Mm -hmm. month it seems since it drops a little bit. The only Mm -hmm. month that it hasn't dropped since was October. And I assume that's mostly because Black Friday is on the horizon. Mm -hmm. But like every month it drops a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. So I think it might just be that for these specific games, it might just be a little more of a gradual like drop. Mm -hmm. Like Deathloop has already dropped. uh, Let's see. In in literally a few weeks, it dropped about 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated, which is the PS5 version, that dropped... Uh, about 20 bucks within the first four to five months. So it seems like they're all on that path. It just appears that they might be a little bit longer to get there than say, you know, I, I'm not sure. I, have, I still have to pull up Miles Morales eventually. I was going to say, what about the first party though? Cause like the two that you gave were not first party titles. Uh, that's when I have to get to like ratchet and returnal at this point. So let mm-hmm. me see returnal. Cause since we were talking about it, Returnal so far has dropped three separate times all at the same price. That was about 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it seems to do that now every month or so, just like um, most of the others do. And then Ratchet. Let's see here. Rift Apart. I kind of keep remembering to avoid the digital deluxes. It's the other thing. Ratchet's mm-hmm. the only one that really hasn't. Yeah. And that game has been out since what? Uh, June? May, I think it was something around there. And it's only dropped once and it was about 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that again, maybe because it's a first party and B still relatively early in its life cycle. The only one I should check actually was Miles Morales. Cause I want to know on the PS five what that one did. 
You were that, at June 11th. Ratchet and Clank came out. That might give me a better sign. So that, since it came out, this is the PS5 version. Yeah, it's it's similar. It's it hasn't dropped a lot on PS5, but it 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 has seemed to start doing it every month. So it seems like they're usually waiting something around four to six months before it drops the first time. Mm-hmm. So at this point, we're only in the juncture of most of these games are just starting to have their drop in price. Mm-hmm. Whereas I guess with we were used to like some of them being... I think this is also because a lot of the games that we're probably thinking of, there's always new additions. There's always yeah. like new games in the series coming out. Like We think of like all the sports games that go down. We think of like all the racing games, all the adventure games. And also we think of games that are now like four or five years old that we suddenly see at 20 bucks and we're thinking like see these go down all the time without remembering that they're like two three-year-old games yeah so i I think this would be an interesting conversation to come back to like literally this time next year and seeing where all these games are at i think right now you you could make a case for maybe being a little worried that maybe you won't see like a return will ever drop below 40 Mm -hmm. but i think right now like you you can make a case too that it's probably just a slower process than it usually is, or maybe we're just you know forgetting that this is the process and it's just been a while. Yeah, and that might be the case. I just I don't know, like because I'm in the same boat that I'm waiting for Returnal to drop in price, and I'm just like I'm surprised that because that came out in May, and I haven't seen a significant drop. Now, granted, they also the prices have gone up for those games, and so what used to be a normal price is now a sale price, and so that could be it as well. But I, I don't know. I just, do you think that Sony would have a leg to stand on to kind of go that route of, you know, we're going to go the Nintendo route and keep our prices up for these games. Uh, if they keep the quality up, I mean, they can make a case. I'd still be against it. Cause I don't think that's fair to your customer base, but. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, it, I think it raises a, a double-edged sword because they also do have their digital consoles. And so, if they lower their prices on their physical copies, then they have to do it on their digital side where they have a market exclusive. So maybe it does sort of impede them to, to keep the prices up on their physical copies and their hesitancy to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely see that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. The best example I can come up with right now is last of us part two. And that one has steadily dropped as time's gone on. Like, uh this came out june 19th in 2020 it quickly dropped 10 bucks a couple months later then dropped 20 bucks a few months after that then dropped down to 40 dollars by the new year and is now gone as low as 35 up until now so mm-hmm. you could make a case that in a year we could be seeing some of those games under 50 maybe even 40 so i think mm-hmm. as it stands like i said i th- i think in the future they could I think we're probably just getting a bit of our head of ourselves. A Demon Souls, by the time we hit, like, say, summer, still isn't below, like, let's say, 50. I, mm-hmm. I'd be a little bit concerned, but that also no, but could I mean, just be a specific from software thing, too. We never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, like, as I look at, like you said, Last of Us within the, you know, year and a bit, because it came out in July, you said? Uh, it's It said June of 2020. So. June. So June of 2020, we're in, now in we're now like November. we're now like basically 15 months yeah 15 months away and that has dropped and it's about know, to 50 yeah so it's dropped about 50 so like let's say demon souls if that was the same time we'd be looking at february march next year yeah i guess so 
Yeah, I don't know. I just I mean, it's I, hard I to can... tell. Like, it really could just be that the process might be a little bit slower than usual, and it might just be game by game basis. Like, I'd have to literally sit there and map out all these games and try to see if I can find like somewhat of a pattern. But mm-hmm. yeah, but we're not gonna do that. But... I don't know. Like, I just I'm. Get, I mean, like, I could I... do that, just not live on the show. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Sony is getting to that level of arrogance where they're like, yeah, we're just not going to drop the prices of our games. And I don't know if that's necessarily the best thing to do, especially me as a fan. Like, I don't want them to do that, but I could see them doing it. But I could also see the argument that it's just a situation of. Sony just, you know, they haven't sold their consoles yet, so there's still a bunch of people dying to go out and get those brand new games. But you're right. Considering how they treated the PS3 and its its initial launches, they could just be you know, we're, we're the top shit right now, so we can do whatever we want and nobody can touch us. Mm-hmm. So there is always that in, in the back of our mind because we've seen it happen before. Yeah. So, and, yeah I, and I think there's a little bit of that pessimism. I'm more, I'm more in the camp of like, well, I've been waiting for all these things that like, this is part of the course for me. I have a million other things I can do, so it doesn't worry me yet. Now, mm-hmm. if say like, uh, what's a, what's a good example right now? Let me, let me pull up my, uh, my wish list and see if I can find something that's like, I've been I've been sitting on for a while. I know uh, Persona Five Strikers, the basically Dynasty Warriors of like Persona Five, is something that I've been waiting for a while. That still hasn't really dropped a bunch. Uh, let's see. As I go down my list here, I've seen like most of the ones that are at full price now, like Mortal Kombat Ultimate. I'm so close every time, but I'm just waiting for that like twenty nine ninety nine of the Ultimate yeah. package, and I've seen it hit thirty five, and I'm like, nope, nope, not yet. <laughs> You're a man of convictions. So, and some games I literally just pass on because I don't have time. I've seen Resident Evil 3 go to 20 bucks or 25 mm-hmm. bucks and been like, I just don't have time right now. So like, it, it's been games back and forth that have been like that. Mm-hmm. There are some games, and they're usually anime games, which are notorious. Like Japanese games are notoriously bad for being like very stubborn and not dropping their price. Mm-hmm. And the best you, you sometimes get is 25% off. Like there are some games that I'll see when it goes on sale and be like, that's the lowest I've seen that in, in in a long time. And you look at it and be like, oh, it's only $53 now. It's yeah. like, oh, this is what a Nintendo fan feels like. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know what? It's a it's a crappy feeling. And I feel like Nintendo I feel like Nintendo would do better to make their games, you know. At the very least, price. we know what PlayStation Plus does every every month. I still don't understand why Nintendo can't just do that. I'm not look, I'm saying at this point, Breath of the Wild should just be a freebie. At this point, who hasn't bought it? Yeah. So you're not losing much. And you probably have the next Zelda coming on the next 12 to 18 months anyway. So Mm -hmm. if anybody hasn't gotten it, they sure as shit will now. And you know they're coming back for the second. Yeah. So like, and even then, it doesn't have, like, I know Nintendo doesn't have a lot of, like, major releases to begin with. But, like, there are plenty of indie games you can just throw out there for free to give your customers something to chew Mm -hmm. on. And they don't even do that. That's yeah. as somebody on the outside who gets like, look, am I going to play knockout city kingdoms of Amalur walking dead saints and sinners or like some of them are VR games, but like, or even first class trouble, maybe not, mm-hmm. but I have the option to, yep. If I'm a Nintendo fan, I don't get that. Like as, as game, like game pass all or uh, game pass right now, I can, I can boot up. Am I going to play like the list of 15 games they threw on in the last two weeks? Probably not. But it's nice to know that they're there if I ever get bored and you want to try. And if you want to. Yeah. Yep. It's the ability, like we've said it before. I do not care what it means to the business aspect. If you give me options, it's a plus. I will always thumbs up more options. Mm-hmm. 
even if I never use them, you should always be happy that there are more options. Yeah, I'm with you. Otherwise, anything else I can quickly come up with? Look, can, can I, I guess just to end this off, can I end with a tiny rant? Yeah, go for it. You take it, and I think that's a good way for us to end this. Sure. Uh, this is my paranoia talking for the, probably the next three to five minutes. That's good. Everyone, go go to the cupboard, get your tin foil, make a nice little hat. You don't want the radio waves to read your brain. It's not conspiracy talk. It's just more like, please don't mess this up. Um, All right. N7 day was, I think, either yesterday or the day before. Two days ago. Yeah, November 7th. That makes sense. And there is a really amazing piece of artwork that they put out that said Mass Effect is is will continue. And yeah. people are trying to like dig right now and like what some of the imagery is because there's some tiny specks in the, like that look like people and we're trying to like identify what it is. And I'm back in that in the, I, I just recently rewatched the uh, the Game Awards trailer from last year just to kind of like remind myself. And I felt that tingle again. And it reminds me and this and I'm sure like anybody can replace Mass Effect with whatever they're waiting like Halo fans right now, for example, or. Final Fantasy fans with 16 or, you know, insert any example here of something that's coming down the line that you're really excited for. Like God of War. Yeah. Well, actually, no, God of War, I wouldn't say counts because we've had we had an amazing game. So we know that it's not something they're messing up. Like oh, Final okay, Fantasy. This is one that, Final Fantasy is divisive right now. Mass Effect is clearly like people did not I got like one. the last one. Cyberpunk. Yeah, I, I guess that's done. true. I, like, I want that's one of the games that I want to stick the landing and start running. Cause yeah, like, like the the next gen edition hopefully can fix every every of those problems. I'm or DLC. I've kind of given up on being nervous about it because at this point I'm like, well, if it fails, I'm not going to buy it. Who cares? Like I've made nah, peace with. That. I love the game. I can't wait for the DLC, and I I really want to stick the landing. Well, it's it's hard Anyways. it's hard for me to feel that way when I never when I only played it for like an hour. Whereas Mass Effect, I've probably put in like 200 hours, maybe more overall between all the all the games. So there, there is definitely a emotional attachment to it. So I'm sure a lot of people can, who not even just Mass Effect fans, but like people that are fans of games that have not been great to them in, in the future. Like I'm sure Fallout fans probably feel this way right now, you know, and, and I'm sure I could think of many more or if I get, if I had enough time, but you guys probably all feel this way. Bioware, you've done everything that you've done or done everything that you can to get us happy again and prepared. So... Can we all do us a favor and for once in the years of all these overhyped returns, reboots, remakes, uh, it's just big sequels. Can for once we stick a landing and not just stick a landing, but fucking have a kick-ass twirly dismount that looks like a 10 out of 10 Simone Biles gymnastics routine. Can we have an Olympic gold medal level landing to something for once? Because I think gamers in general need it. But I think most importantly, I think Mass Effect fans probably need it more than anybody because we need to see that like something with an EA title actually can land for us for once that isn't like a new IP because it's been a while. And by a while, I mean, I can't think of the last one because look, there's there's a lot to Mass Effect that obviously is, is an intrinsic bias in me. Like I grew like my entire high school and college years formed around that trilogy everything that i owe to to being the the open world gamer that i'm that i meant that i was now and probably have gotten rid of because i've burnt myself out finally on it but i owe it to those games and not only that but sci-fi which i wasn't the biggest in that suddenly Mm. changed i think mass effect is the reason that the expanse is one of my favorite shows now going and you know after andromeda was the pile that it was 
I won't. I, well, I guess pile of shit. I didn't guess I didn't finish the sentence. That would help. <laughs> it just reminds me of how, in general, a lot of, and this is why I think a lot of people, back to our conversation earlier in the show, about why burnout is becoming such a thing for people, that gaming isn't what it used to be. It's because all the stuff we grew up with, at least half of them have been completely destroyed. Most Nintendo franchises are usually okay. But when you think about a lot of the stuff that we grew up with, Halo is, is not the same anymore. I know a lot of people will try to defend it, but I cannot get behind it anymore. I grew up with 1 and 2, and I tried to play 4 and 5, and I just it, it didn't feel the same anymore. Call of Duty is literally a shell of what it used to be. Modern Warfare was everything back then, and it just feels like the Fortnite of first-person shooters now. It doesn't feel like it has life anymore. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think what else off the top of my head right now. I mean, sports games at some point used to be just really, really fun and stuff you could play with your friends, and now it feels like cash cows. It feels like a mobile game every year. Um, World of Warcraft people are finally finding a burnout too. That's why Final Fantasy XIV is bigger than it's ever been. Um... Final Fantasy has killed a lot of its fan base off. 7 Remake might have revived a lot of it, myself included. But like for the last few installments, it's probably killed a lot more than it's retained. And I could go on for a while. Mass Effect is, is the big one for me right now where, you know, I'm already pretty, pretty down on Bioware because Dragon Age Inquisition was okay. Mass Effect Andromeda was a nightmare. And Anthem was so bad that I didn't even pick it up. And I think it's stuff like this that does remind me of, you know, that feeling that we get now in our, in our, we say older years as like, we're that old when we're in their thirties, but <laughs> might it, as well be dead at that it point. It really does feel like, you know, when, when we sit here in, in our boring day jobs, be like, man, I wish I could go back to being in high school and I didn't have to think about this shit. I genuinely wish I could, I could like completely erase my brain of all the games that I played and just go back and play them again and enjoy them like I used to. And yep. you see, I see posts like that all the time on Reddit. Like, if you could erase your memory of one game, what would you erase? And, like, my brain immediately goes Mass Effect 2. Without, like, I don't even have to think about it. Mass Effect 2 was the game that I picked up at launch at EB Games, stood in line at, for an hour at 8 in the morning to go grab it, and played it from, like, it must have been 10 o'clock in, in the morning till 2 o'clock the next night. And just nonstop, like other than pee breaks and dinner, that was it. Just Mass <laughs> Effect 2. Nearly yeah. and probably nearly finished the game too, because the game's not as long as I remember it. I remember playing it like recently, be like, I thought this game was longer. Damn, I think it's just because you you play it so many times, you just kind of think it's bigger. Yeah. But like it's it's crazy to think that I'm only 33 and I feel like an old man go hearkening back to the old days when it's really like what, 15 years maybe? <laughs> yeah it's i don't even think it's even that long well like in general like most of the stuff that i remember growing up is like maybe 15 like at most 20 years old i don't mm -hmm. i don't harken back to like mario super mario world like i can go back and play it anytime and it's fine no no worries it's like that's i can play any game similar to what super mario world does and feel kind of like in the same way like i played celeste and got similar vibes to that so it's mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to get that back the core like emotional attachment is hard to get though and i think like that's what like Trails of Cold Steel did for me, like where it reminded me like of what gaming can be. And I think that's what a lot of people have kind of lost is it. They just haven't found that game in a while that did that. 
And my suggestion, just to end this off, because I just got on because of the Mass Effect rant, but it kind of just evolved into this. Whether it's whatever's free on, on like whatever service you may use, or really go out of your comfort zone in the next like couple of months and take a stab at something you've never tried before. And I don't mean like mm-hmm. just title-wise in, in a series. You, go and try a genre you never really took a crack at. If you've mm-hmm. never really done strategy games, go take a shot at XCOM. Or hell, wait until Marvel um, uh, Midnight Suns or whatever the heck it's called is. Like, wait for that to come out and take a crack at that. If you're not a shooter person, you know, like, there's there's plenty on the market to do. Don't do Call of Duty. That's probably not the best first start. But, <laughs> like, yeah. Deathloop's probably a great example right now. Do it. Play it. Or, like, even adventure go re- go games. Go check like, it review. Sure, Uncharted 4 is a sequel, but it's a pretty damn good way to start. Like, it's a pretty good game. to mm. if, if you've never played action adventure. It is not the place to start. I don't know. I, I can make a case that, like, as somebody who didn't really care much for the original trilogy, I kind of turned my brain off and played that game and went, I, I get what this is. I if, mean, you can't. It feels like an Indiana, it's an Indiana Jones movie. I got it. It's just I happened to stumble upon the movie that Indiana Jones is nearly about to retire. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's all these characters. You have no idea who they are. Here's the emotional, like, you know, moments with them. And, like, if you want to go way beyond that, like, again, we say it all the time with Nintendo and, and, and stuff like that. Like, take crack at indie games. Mm-hmm. Really, really try to find something that you've never seen before. And, he, and here's yeah. the thing, too. If a game has got really high ratings and looks visually bad, that's the one you should look at. Because if people are rating it that highly and it looks like a pile of dog shit, you know that it does something very, very interesting in it or something very innovative. Mm-hmm. Like, that's Minecraft literally became what it did just because it did something so different, even though it looked terrible compared to most games. Yeah. You know, like I could suggest other things like there's FTL faster than light. There's enter the gungeon. There's Celeste. Like there's, Go there's play Eve. Go play Eve online. Nah, don't go do make that. some cool. Maybe, stories. maybe don't do that. That's a different kind of loophole or wormhole. You don't really want to go down to rabbit hole. Hey, if you ever want to do Excel spreadsheets in space. Yeah, I, I, that wasn't the different I was kind of thinking of. But from what I hear, Eve online sounds like the kind of game that's fun to read about someone. Not so much as to play. Oh, my God. Eve online is one of those games that I have no interest in playing. And I don't think I could ever get into it. But it is one of those games that when I see like a Reddit post just talking about some of the stuff that goes in that game. It's amazing. I think that is the one of the most fascinating games out there that I will never, ever play. Like straight up, anybody listening to this show right now, once you turn this podcast off, because we're about to end it, don't turn it off right now. I didn't say, n- just, just hang on. If you're on Steam, go see what the top sellers are and try to find a game that looks nothing like what you've seen before. And if it's cheap enough, take a crack at it or just wish list it and maybe down the line you take a look at it. PlayStation yeah. Store, look at what's, on the top on the top um buys right now and buy something that doesn't look that's that's triple a same with game pass or like well, game pass is really easy because you can just download it right now but like yep. take a look at something that looks like the polar opposite of what you're really into right now see if you can find something that revives it because mm-hmm. when i first picked up trails of cold steel one this was, by the way, this is for Vita. So I got it for the PlayStation TV, which was like the TV version of it. Oh, yeah. I remember the And it t- looks like, like when TV. you think about it, it looks like a PlayStation 2 game. But it did stuff that most JRPGs couldn't do it for me. And all of a sudden, four games later, like that, that's my new crack cocaine that I'm waiting on for probably another year to see a new game of. Do you still have your PlayStation Vita TV? Yep. I don't know where, do, but it, it's Do probably- you know how much that thing is worth right now? Just like... I, I I went on a tangent. I'm just looking right now, real quick. Just did like Vita TV, 
and I am seeing it right anywhere from the cheapest I'm seeing it is $298 all the way up to $984. So what you're saying is, is I need to sell this off in about five more years when I can make a grand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying it's. So if I'm real, if I'm really desperate and don't feel like whoring myself out, maybe selling my PSTV might be the answer. I mean, I'd start there before whoring yourself out, <laughs> but you know. That's just me. And that's just us. I think that's a speaking of horror itself stuff out. We have no sponsors, so I guess the show's over. No advertisements in this show. No advertisements on this one. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting for like what what is it? I'm like I'm waiting for that Squarespace ad or the Me Undies ad or oh, wait, yeah. the Rage Shadow Legends ad. Oh wait, what's you know what's, what, the, what's the meme advertisement these days? Uh NordVPN. Yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah, you know what's that in Surfshark. Yeah. Yeah, so NordVPN, uh, MeUndies, whoever, if you want to reach us for sponsorships. Oh, you shit, I'll take a MeUndies ad. Let's, let's go. I'm, I'm down. You could reach us at the email address, pixelplaypodcast at gmail.com. You know, you, you know what? I like you guys. We'll open it up to the fans as well. Fans, if you want to email us with questions, you can use that same address. It's all one inbox. You can send it there. If you want to get a hold of us on uh, our socials, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram by searching for PixelPlayCast. And if you want to just watch the episodes, if you like this one, if you want to see more, you can see it wherever you get your podcasts or by searching for us on YouTube, Pixel Play Podcast. Uh, I have been your, co- your one of your co-hosts, Kalen, a.k.a. Catastrophe, joined as always by my co-host, Adam C.S. Radical. We'll see you guys next week. Bye for now.